When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome fellow wanderers. In this episode of the Beginner's Guide, I will share What are the Silmarils? What lies did Melkor spread? What was the unrest of the Noldor? How did the two trees come to an end? All this and more, coming right up. Welcome. In the Beginner's Guide to the Lord of the Rings podcast, we explore the foundational, epic stories from the deep past of Middle-earth. If you enjoyed J.R.R. Tolkien's books, or maybe just Peter Jackson's movies, Or perhaps you're excited for the new Lord of the Rings TV series by Amazon Studios, and you want to dive deeper into the rich world of Middle-earth, then listen and subscribe. Manco Vanyan, fellow wanderers. Today's episode date is January 13. In the year 3019 of the Third Age, the Fellowship of the Ring has attempted and failed to cross over the mountains. They are attacked by wolves in the morning, and reach the gates of Moria by nightfall. Also, Gollum starts following them. This is from Today in Middle-Earth History Calendar on TheOneRing.net. Map check. It is the first age, under the light of the two trees. The elves in Valinor are learning much from the Valar. Melkor has been released and is faking friendship with the elves. Feanor, a master craftsman of the elves, is advancing his knowledge and skill. Today's episode will cover the chapters titled Of the Silmarils and the Unrest of the Noldor and of the Darkening of Valinor from a book called The Silmarillion written by J.R.R. Tolkien and published by Ballantine Books in 1977. We begin today with Feanor. Feanor ever advanced his knowledge and lore of crafting. With some unknown foreboding in his heart, he begins to consider how he might preserve the actual light of the two trees. He labors long and in secret, calling upon all his skill and knowledge, and creates the Silmarils. The Silmarils are a set of three jewels. Of what substance Feanor made them, we are not told but they are like crystal diamonds in appearance, but harder than adamant. But besides their physical characteristics, the Silmarils were even as living things, and within them Feanor had blended the silver light of Tilperion and the golden light of Lorelin, so that the gems had their own glow about them. They could absorb the light around them and provide it back even more brilliantly. Now you may have made this connection already. These gems were called the Silmarils. The name of the book that was published with all these stories is The Silmarillion which we can take to mean the tale of the Silmarils. Yes, these precious jewels, which house the light of the two trees, are the focal point for the rest of the tales in the Silmarillion. All beings, Valar, Maiar, elves, quickly become enamored with these beautiful gems. Elbereth blesses them so that no mortal or evil hand can touch them without being burned. Mandos forebodes that all the fates of the world are woven within them, and they quickly become the sole object of Feanor's heart. Melkor lusted after them, and even the memory of them burned in his heart, but he plays a very slow and a very long game, 
with the objective of destroying Feanor and dissolving the friendship between the Valar and the elves. Melkor begins to spread a series of lies and rumors among the Noldor. These lies were so subtle that many of the elves who told them to others believed that the thoughts had arisen within themselves. At first the lies recall the memory of Middle-earth, and suggest that the Valar had brought the elves to Valinor in order to oppress them out of jealousy. Add to this that the Valar had not yet spoken to the elves about mortal men, the second-born of Iluvatar, and Melkor found a way to twist this truth to evil. The lie suggested that the elves were in Valinor, so that the men might have free reign over all the lands of Middle-earth, and so eventually receive all of Iluvatar's blessings. With these lies on their minds, the Noldor begin to murmur, and their pride is kindled. Of all the Noldor, Feanor wished most for freedom. Melkor delighted in this because Feanor, or his Silmarils, was his chief aim. Feanor had started to hoard the Silmarils and showed them to none except his father and sons. The next lies revolve around the cool jealousy between Feanor and his half-brother Fingolfin. Melkor set forth new lies that Fingolfin, the second-born, was planning to take over the leadership of the Noldor, and this plan was sanctioned by the Valar. The lies became so ingrained that Fingolfin's brother Fenarfin predicted that Feanor would drive Fingolfin from the city Tyrion. Now came Melkor's masterstroke. He put into the minds of the Noldor the concept of weapons, such as swords and spears. Many proud houses began to make and wear shields with their tokens emblazoned on them, but their weapons they did not openly speak of or bear, because each house mistakenly believed that they alone had thought of weapons. Feanor fell victim to this thinking as well and created for himself and his sons a great store of weapons and armor. Melkor's lies and dark counsels were now firmly planted in the hearts of the Noldor. Feanor began to speak openly of rebelling against the Valar. He vowed that he would lead the Noldor from Valinor back to Middle-earth if they would have him. Upon hearing of this unrest, Fingolfin, the half-brother, races to his father Finway and asks him to rebuke Feanor, saying, By what right does he speak for all our people as if he were king? As he is speaking, Feanor enters, and he is fully armed and carries a mighty sword. Seeing his half-brother conversing with his father confirms all his suspicions, and he believes that Fingolfin really is attempting to usurp his rightful place at his father's side. Feanor draws his sword and kicks Fingolfin out. Feanor follows him to the outer door of Finway's house, which was in a public place, and at the doorstep waylays Fingolfin. He puts the point of his sword to his half-brother's chest and says, See, half-brother! This is sharper than thy tongue. He then gives a warning that if Fingolfin tries to take his place again, then he will, quote, rid the Noldor of one who seeks to be the master of thralls. Many others hear these words, and Fingolfin, saying nothing, leaves. This exchange exposed the unrest of the Noldor to the Valar, and even though the unrest had been growing in secret and had Melkor's lies at its seed, the Valar judged that the source of the unrest was Feanor, since he it was who acted first. In their minds, the elves had come freely to Valinor, and could freely leave whenever they chose, though they deemed leaving to be unwise. But they could not ignore the harsh words and actions of Feanor. So they brought him before them to be judged, as well as all others who had part in it. Through their questioning, they discover the secret works of Melkor are at the bottom of the unrest. But they do not hold Feanor guiltless for breaking the peace of Valinor by drawing his sword. Mandos passes judgment saying that Feanor is banished from the elven city of Tyrion for twelve years, after which time the whole matter can be resolved, if Fingolfin will release it. Fingolfin immediately says that he releases his brother in these dealings. Feanor says nothing, and leaves the council. He takes his seven sons from Tyrion, and sets up a stronghold in the north parts of Valinor called Formenos, 
the Horde's weapons, beautiful gems, and of course, the Silmarils. Finway, the king of the Noldor, and one of the three original ambassadors, also puts himself in exile from Tyrion, and joins Feanor at Ormenos. Because of the lack of leadership, the kingship of the Noldor fell to Fingolfin, and, quote, thus the lies of Melkor were made true in seeming, though Feanor by his own deeds had brought this thing to pass. Melkor knows that he's finally been discovered, so he hides and evades Tolkas, who is searching for him. After some time, he appears at Feanor's gates in Formenos, and offers fake friendship, saying that Feanor was unfairly banished, and that he would aid him in leaving Valinor. Feanor silently considers these arguments, and may have even accepted Melkor's help. But Melkor, seeing that he had an opportunity, went a little further, commenting on the strength of Formenos, but that even that strength would not keep the Silmaril safe. But this argument was a step too far. Feanor saw at once Melkor's true intent, and his hate for Melkor overcame his fear. He dismisses Melkor from his gates, calling him Jail Crow of Bandos. Quote, and he shut the doors of his house in the face of the mightiest of all the dwellers on earth. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. While they had been speaking, Finway had sent messengers to the Valar that Melkor had been spotted. Seeing his peril, Melkor flees through the Pass of Light, passing Tyrion, quote, in a wrath as a thundercloud. The Teleri reported seeing him pass north of, Aqu- of Aqualonde. Tolkis and Arome pursue, but do not capture Melkor. The light from the two trees seems to dim. The Valar search in vain for Melkor, and doubt now encumbers the peace of Valinor. We're not done yet. If you like this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. Remember to subscribe if you haven't already. We'll be right back. Into the Archives is a monthly podcast hosted by Talia Franks, me. Every month, I interview a different guest about their life in fandom and regale them with a retelling of my favorite fanfics, be they from Doctor Who, Marvel, Harry Potter, Good Omens, BBC Merlin, or whatever I'm reading that month. You can find more information about Into the Archives at intotheArchivesPod.com and find us on Twitter and Instagram at ArchivesPod. Now this next story to me is among the greatest tragedies that Tolkien wrote in his Middle-earth lore. Melkor, after heading north for the Teleri to witness, calms his wrath and secretly doubles back and heads south. He heads to a dark region on the outside of the mountain fence that surrounds Valinor. Here the mountains were very tall, and no light of the trees had pierced through to this side. In a ravine, a monster named Ungoliant dwells. The origins of Ungoliant are not quite known, but it appears that she was originally of the Maiar and had entered the world in Melkor's service, but at some point had left in order to feed her own evil lusts. She hungered for light, although she also hated it. Her shape was of a monstrous spider. She would suck up all the available light and spin it out again in nets of darkness and gloom. So thick were her webs that no light could reach her, yet she still hungered for it. Now, Ungoliant, huge spider monster in darkness. Sound familiar? You may be thinking of Shelob, the giant monster that fights with Frodo and Sam in their attempt to enter Mordor. Here's a great line from the Two Towers book that describes Shelob. None could rival her. Shelob the Great, last child of Ungoliant, to trouble the unhappy world. I bet you missed that reference last time you read the Two Towers. 
Remember the name of the pass that Golem leads Frodo and Sam to? Kareth Ungol, it was named. Obviously a variation of Ungoliant. And I also love this little cameo in the first Hobbit movie. Radagast is reporting to Gandalf of what's happening in Mirkwood after he had an encounter with giant spiders. And he says, Spiders, Gandalf. Giant ones. Some kind of spawn from Ungoliant, or I'm not a wizard. Gandalf even shakes his head when he hears Ungoliant. And Radagast was right. The spiders of Mirkwood that Bilbo fights and thus names his sword Sting were children of Shelop, who in turn was a child of Ungoliant. To Ungoliant comes Melkor. In the darkness they plan revenge. Ungoliant is torn between her lust of the light of the trees and fear of the Valar. So Melkor makes her a promise. If she does all that he bids, he will give her whatever she demands, even with both his hands. She weaves a cloak of darkness, which Tolkien calls an unlight, since the darkness was actually void and through which eyes could not see. They climbed to the top of the ravine, and with darkness covering them, approached the city of the Valar from the south. In Valinor, Manwe had decreed a great feast, mostly in time with the seasons that the Valar had mandated, but also in an attempt to sweep away the unrest and jealousy of the Noldor. All came to the feast, the Vanyar and the Noldor and the Maiar, and they beheld the Valar in their majesty. Feanor came also, being commanded by Manwe, though he was not dressed for festivities, and had left the Silmarils locked in his vaults at Formenos. Also, his father Finwe did not attend the feast, saying that he would not see his people while his son was held in banishment. While the light of the trees begins to mingle, and the city of the Valar is shining in silver and gold, in front of Manwe, Ingolfin again puts forth his hand and seeks to make amends with Feanor. Feanor answers, so be it. But also at this moment come Melkor and Ungoliant, racing in a black cloud. They come to the two trees of Alinor, and with a black spear, Melkor strikes both trees to their core. Sap pours out as if their blood, and Ungoliant sucks it up with her black beak. The poison of death that is in her enters into the wounds of the trees. They wither and die. Still, Ungoliant is not satisfied. She turns to the stores of light in the great vats around the trees and drinks them dry. Her body swells to such an enormous size that even Melkor is afraid. Valinor plunges into darkness. Yet this darkness was more than mere absence of light. It seemed to have its own nature. It could pierce the eye, heart, and mind. Not a sound was heard, except in the distance the morning cries of the Teleri. Manwe alone looks through the darkness, and sees the core of the darkness fleeing northward. Orome and his great steed take the pursuit, and the sparks from his horse's shoes are the first light to return to Valinor. But when they neared the cloak of darkness from Ungoliant, the host falters and fails. But it was too late. Melkor had killed the light of the trees, and was gone. In conclusion, Feanor created the Silmarils, in which he had blended the lights of the two trees. The Noldor feel restless with the Valar, and Melkor destroys the light of Valinor by killing the two trees. So ends the time of the two trees of Valinor. My friends, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. Until next week, remember, not all those who wander are lost.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.